What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. Well, good morning, good afternoon. This is Rob Schallenberger, your friend, your host today. And wherever you're at in the world, the hope is from us that you're having a great day. <laughs> and, you know, we just looked at a map of people who listen to this podcast, and there's very few countries that are exempt. I mean, Russia to Australia to China, South America, all over the place. So we welcome you. And, and the hope is that these podcasts are helpful to you in a way that we can just get one idea from the podcast. When we do these, that's the intent is just to share one idea. And when I go into a mastermind, a conference, anything, I'm going into that with the hope that I can walk out of there with just one idea. And if anything on top of that comes from it, then I consider that to be a bonus. <laughs> so that's the hope from this podcast is that you can just get one idea, something that'll have an impact and help you in some way in your life. And I'm going to share with you something a little bit personal to me today, because oftentimes we don't get the chance to really have deep personal conversations in our current culture because everyone's so afraid of being offended, it seems like. And so we're so guarded in our conversations. At least that's been my perception. And one of the observations that I've made as I've traveled the world working with different organizations, so whether it's Africa, whether it's Central South America, the Philippines, throughout the United States, there's a few things that it seems like almost everyone is searching for, and that's happiness. Almost everyone is searching for a sense of peace and satisfaction in their life. And what's interesting is, you know, I'll find people in their 40s, 50s, 60s who seem to spend their entire working days and lives looking for it, but never really seeming to find it. And I don't like to use absolute words like always, but it seems like oftentimes people are always looking at the fence. You know, I don't like to use the word, but there it is. <laughs> people are looking at the fence or over the fence and saying, man, the grass sure seems greener over there. And they, sometimes I say they, you know, it happens to everyone at some point or most people, and that is they kind of get in a funk, they get stuck, maybe in a little bit of a rut. And so far amongst all the people that I've associated with around the world, there's very few people exempt from this. And so on this podcast, I want to share with you two, what I would call secrets to success. They're not really secrets, actually. We've all heard them before. It's just a matter of actually living them and thinking about them. So although secrets may not be the right word. It's probably something that almost everyone, including myself listening to this, could do a better job of focusing on in our lives. And I'm going to take these from the Bible. And I don't, it doesn't really matter to me if we're Buddhist, Muslim, Christian, who we are. I'm going to share what I would consider to be two very powerful directions to help us find peace, satisfaction, true happiness that's sustainable and lasts, rather than just being this moving target, this elusive thing that's out there that we never seem to find. For those that have read the Bible, you'll be familiar with the two great commandments, <laughs> to love God and to love thy neighbor. And let's start with why I believe those are two very powerful recipes for happiness, peace, and success in our lives. And again, it doesn't really matter what your current beliefs are. I'm just going to ask you to approach this conversation as if we were two friends talking with an open mind, and we were very open about just you know sharing our different backgrounds and experiences and learning from each other. So let's talk about why I feel like those are two powerful 
directions, directives, commandments, whatever you want to call them. Number one, love God. Why? Well, number one, just inherent in there, there's a deference to a higher power. In other words, just simply by acknowledging that, we realize and acknowledge that the world doesn't revolve around us. <laughs> you know, to go back to the fighter pilot world where I spent 11 years as a fighter pilot, one of my observations of the best pilots is that they were confident but not cocky. And there is a big difference. I like to call it humble confidence. They were confident because of their preparation. Yet, they were humble because they knew that that jet, the F-16, could reach out and kill them any given day of the week. It's a powerful machine. So likewise, if we look at our lives, you know, there's something that comes with being prepared, with putting in the work and the effort that allows us to be confident. But the second that shifts to cockiness or that we allow ego to start to dominate our lives, that's a big difference. So think about that difference. Ego can be one of the greatest detriments to our success because ego tends to blind us. It tends to put on the blinders. For example, when it's about us, you know, that's our ego. <laughs> and in many cases, that ego can cause poor decision making. So for example, I really see this often in, in the business world. A certain manager, a certain leader lets their ego start govern their decision making. And, and it's one of the beginnings of a death spiral in the company. Let's just take one that we'll all be familiar with. I'm not being critical of the person, but I am being critical of the comment. The CEO of Blockbuster in 2009 said this, neither Netflix nor Redbox are even on our radar in terms of competition. Well, the very next year, Blockbuster filed for bankruptcy because of those two very companies that weren't even on the radar a year prior. You know, and a lot of that is just ego. There was a blind spot there in the leadership of Blockbuster that they weren't able to pivot to the threat that was right there at their doorstep because of that ego. It just blinded them. The other part of this deference to a higher power is it will give us hope. And if we lose hope, man, it seems like we lose everything once hope goes out the window. And I believe there is a God. Yes, bad things happen all the time on this earth. It's hard to explain why some of them happen. I mean, it just seems like there's always something going on that's not just, not fair. And if we asked why and really focused on the why, that's a never-ending rabbit hole. You know, we just don't see the big picture. What I do know is that bad things will continue to happen to good people. It's just part of our earthly experience here. But someday we will see the big picture. Right now, it's like trying to evaluate this and make decisions looking through a soda straw. We just simply don't see the big picture. We see just this little microcosm of what it's really all about. And if we truly believe in God or a higher power, and we're not just going through the motions or saying the words, but it's real to us. And we actually believe that it should govern our entire decision-making process. We should be more honest in the people we do business with. We should be more honest with our coworkers, our neighbors, our friends. We should strive to help others because that's what is innately inside of us if we believe that. And it should also cause us to want to look internally and take care of ourselves, our bodies, our minds, and not let that stuff go. You know, right along with this. So we're going back to that first commandment, love God. These are some of the reasons why I believe that this will help us find true happiness. Let's just take prayer. A person who believes that is a lot more likely to pray. Just this morning, I looked through the research, the Pew study, the Washington Post. There are so many studies that support the power of prayer in helping a person be happier, healthier, and have significantly stronger relationships and a deeper sense of purpose as they move towards their vision. Prayer is simply powerful in the results it gets in our life. The other thing that's going to be a part of our life, if we're really sincere about this, is gratitude. Because if we're deferring to a higher power, then we should be grateful for the experiences that we're having here, the learning opportunities. 
You know, you've heard us say on these podcasts, what a blessing. <laughs> In other words, we take lemons and we make lemonade. Sometimes bad things happen to us. You know, we don't know why they happen. My mom is going through early onset Alzheimer's right now. It's a tough thing for the family, but we're making the best of it. We don't know all the whys associated with this. And if we went down that rabbit hole, it could be really discouraging. Instead, let's turn this into something that we're grateful for. We're grateful for all the wonderful memories, for her smile and her laugh. So by deferring to that higher power, it should help us be more grateful in our lives. And you can see why hope, gratitude, focusing outward rather than inward, these things are all foundational to happiness and peace and satisfaction. So that's number one. Number two is to love our neighbor. Well, let's take a little closer look at that. In my opinion, I'm going to use the word secret again because it seems to be a fading thing in our society. This is one of the secrets to happiness. When we genuinely serve others, we tend to be happier. And if you look back through your own life, wouldn't you agree with me that it's really difficult to stay in a funk and it's really difficult to stay in a low place when you're actually out doing something good for someone else or doing something kind for someone else? I imagine that you would agree with me if you've ever been in that situation. If you take this from the leadership perspective, you know, we've had the chance to do keynotes and workshops and seminars for more than 200 organizations around the world. So let's just take this from a leadership perspective. The best leaders, in my opinion, are the ones who know their team members. They know their stories because they care. The employees and team members are loyal to them as the leader because they know their leader cares. Hence the name servant leadership. You've heard that term, I'm sure, at some point. This is where it emanated from, is how do you serve the people who you actually lead, rather than the dictatorial approach. You know, we lead, inspire, and pull, rather than push and tell. Big difference in leadership styles there. To be a dictator, for example, that person can get limited temporary success, as you would call it, quote-unquote, success. Maybe a better word would be results. But it won't sustain long-term. I mean, even Hitler, take a look at that. You could say, well, from the German perspective, he had short-term success, but it didn't work out for him in the long-term and it never will. Even if the success is sustained for say 10, 20 years. Well, here's a question. If that person's a dictator, how many people will be with them in their old age? How many people will be at their funeral to pay respects to him or to her? You know, so it's, it's much deeper than just what we see on the paper. Isn't it ironic that when you talk about servant leadership, the very best leaders, the ones that are able to help and inspire their team members to achieve their best are the ones who have loyal team members who work hard because they know their leader cares. Now, I'm not going to say that that works in every single situation. Some people it just won't work out for. But by and large, to be a servant leader is a thousand times better than to be a dictator leader. You know, I love what Maya Angelou said. She said, right along with this thought of loving our neighbor, people won't remember what you said or what you did. What they'll remember is how you made them feel. And it's my opinion, the older I get, you know, we just keep learning the older we get, it seems like. And I just realized that so much about this life is how we treat people and the relationships that we're forming. A lot of that is what we're going to take with us after this life. You know, the cars, the homes, all of that has its place and is certainly important, but it all stays here. It doesn't go with us. And so what are our relationships like? What do people feel like when they're around us? Are we developing bonds? Do we lift and inspire? The idea behind this principle, this commandment, is that it takes us outside of ourselves. Now, if you want to do something fun with this, this is kind of a cool little activity we do in our seminars when we're talking about how to create a world-class customer experience. How do you focus on the customer and, and help lift and inspire them? Well, take a spoon, a regular metal spoon, 
hold that up and look at your reflection. Hold it so it's facing inward toward you first. And what you're going to see is everything is upside down. Now take the same spoon and turn it around so it's facing outwards. And now what you're going to see is everything in its proper perspective. You looking at you the correct way, your reflection. And isn't that an interesting, we'll just call it a parable of life, where if we're looking inward, and that's exclusively where we spend our time and energy is on self, we tend to see life skewed. We tend to see it upside down. And our perception of reality is most likely off. Versus if we can flip around and think about how to serve others. I mean, I'll just quote Mother Teresa. Look at Mother Teresa. Her entire life was devoted to others. And I can't think of many people happier than she was. She was just radiated goodness everywhere she went, it seemed like. Now, I'm not saying that we neglect ourselves. If you know anything about becoming your best, you know that taking care of ourselves is absolutely a priority. In pre-week planning and our roles and goals, one of our most important roles, in fact, the most important role is personal and self, taking care of ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. So I'm not at all implying that. I'm just suggesting that when we turn our focus outwards, it's much more difficult to be unhappy with life. There's just something about that. You know, I'll just share one or two brief examples of this. Last week, a friend of ours brought some cookies to our house. It was late Sunday evening. They visited us. We stayed on the porch and talked for a few minutes. We gave each other a hug hug goodbye. It was awesome. I mean, we felt great. I, I imagine that they felt great as well. And it was just fun. I mean, it didn't take a lot of effort to make the cookies. And they brought them over and it was just a great experience. So simple. Yet our bond, our friendship deepened just as a result of that simple act. You know, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot in the last maybe four to five months. And this is one of the reasons why I'm doing this on a podcast. I think it's important for all of us to be reminded of this. And I was looking at our children. I thought, man, we sure do a lot of talking with our children. Are we showing them with our words or with our actions? And I thought, you know, we're doing a lot of talking. So we're probably using our words a lot more than our actions. And so we brainstormed and we came up with this little idea of doing a service Monday. Now we can't do this every Monday. I'm out of town a fair amount. So we may shift the day here and there, but this is what we called it. Not a lot of creativity of the words. It doesn't need to be. The point is service Monday. So the idea is what can we do to serve someone else? And we brainstormed with our kids. Our oldest is 17. Our youngest is nine. And we have four kids. So the idea was what can we do to serve someone else? And they had these ideas, cookies, other things. Well, we had delivered cookies the week before. So, okay, something else. And we thought, all right, it was, it was my wife and I's turn. So we said, why don't we drive by someone's home and if we see or observe that it looks like they need some help in the yard, then let's just stop and help for 20, 30 minutes and pull out some weeds. And our kids at first were just moaning and complaining. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny to watch. We went out on a drive. We all got in the car and, and we found a house where there was a fair number of weeds. And our kids were like, man, this is going to be so embarrassing. What are we doing? And And we laughed. I walked up to the door and I knocked on the door and just said, hey, we just want to do a little bit of service. Would you mind if we jumped in and helped with the weeds over there on that little island? And the person said, well, that's so kind of you. Of course. Sure. (laughs) They really didn't know what to say, but they were very appreciative and thankful. So we jumped out with our family. We went to work. It only took us about 20 minutes. And at first, you know, the kids were not thrilled about being there. That That was very clear. But by the end, something had changed within them. You know, there was a difference. You could see it. Even after doing that for 20 minutes, and by no means am I trying to gloat, toot our horn, because man, there are way better servants out there. I'll call them servant leaders out there who really dedicate a lot of time to serving others, and we're just scratching the surface. And so for our family, just that little act of 20 minutes actually had a big impact on our kids. And that's the hope is, at least within our own family, where we have some control, our words are important, but our actions are far more important. You've probably heard the adage, 
you know, we can't hear your words because your actions are shouting so loudly. And we wanted our actions to reflect our words. And that's why we did that. You know, if you take a look at the business setting for anyone who's in a leadership capacity or who wants to be a great team member, take a few minutes to just quote unquote, walk the floor. You've heard that probably somewhere along the way. Ask team members, how are they doing? How's their family? How's their life going? Just show that you care. And it's amazing what happens. Just asking those simple little questions or giving them a compliment. This is the idea. And so, you know, this has been a short podcast, only about 16 minutes or so. The hope is, is this has stirred some thinking and some ideas in your mind. Love God. Why? Because a deference to a higher power yields so many benefits to us. Prayer, hope, gratitude. These are things that will help us find happiness. They're at the core of it. Love our neighbor. Because when we turn outside ourselves, it's amazing what that does to boost us up and change our current reality of our own life and our perception of life, really, in the, in the entire sense of the word. We sure appreciate you wherever you're at in the world, you know, becoming your best as a movement. The vision is to reach a billion people. We're well on the way to that. Trainer certification is a big part of this. So if you want to get certified as a trainer or a coach, you can go to our website, click on certification, and you'll see the upcoming conferences. One in Johannesburg. The next one after that is in Park City in October, then Atlanta, then Los Angeles, and then there'll be other dates in 2020. And this is a way that you can get the PowerPoints and everything else so that you can take these powerful principles these processes back into your organization with your team, with your family, or maybe it's just on your own what you want to do you know, with other people. The point is that when you're certified and you have all the tools, the templates, and the processes, it sure is a lot easier because this is a movement to impact the world and everybody is going to be a part of this. This doesn't just happen by one or two people. So again, we appreciate you. We hope you have a fabulous week. And until we talk next time, we wish you the very best and remember that one person can make a difference. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, It would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.